I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I'm Francis Ellis, as always, joined by Julio Galrati. G, how are you? Yo, yo, yo. What up, I'm man? good. Good. Yeah. Well, you know, you didn't even ask, but I'll tell you what. I'm excited. I'm a little <laughs> jumpy, jumping the gun today because we got a great guest, the formidable Chad from Chad Goes Deep. Chad, how are you, buddy? What's up, dudes? Thanks for having me on. For sure. Man, this is a pleasure. How you doing? Where are you? I'm good. I'm in uh, Culver City right now in LA, uh, hunkered down in my apartment. Uh, just played some Warzone, Call of Duty, you know, just staying, staying safe and staying <laughs> optimistic. <laughs> Are you guys in New York City? I'm on Long Island, and you Francis is in Maine. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow. We got out of there, dude. Yeah. We uh, were early early drinkers of the kool-aid and and julio is uh is trying to play it cool he says long island uh what what he really means is the hamptons oh nice dude out in southampton before is is a good beach yeah Yeah. there's nice beaches man yeah yeah yeah. i don't know if you can tell from the reclaimed wood finishes but the place he's staying out is is pretty uh it's pretty lush yeah it's like a hamptons cabin kind of that that's is. right it's Not a hamper it's a place you'd you'd rent for a wedding uh so uh chad you are one half of the hosts of uh going deep podcast you, you guys made your name with these absolutely hysterical um town hall appearances advocating for some of the funniest shit i've ever seen a, a, a <laughs> paul walker memorial statue house parties uh, among other things. Um, and you know, one question I have for you is, you know, you've developed this, this great character. Do you find it, uh, how close has the character come to being who you actually are? Have the two worlds kind of blended? Uh, yeah. I mean, they're pretty much one in the same. I mean, we, we basically, uh, you know, we, with every cause we come in with it's kind of uh it's basically comes from our from our real like i'm a huge paul walker fan i love fourth of july i love britney spears i love house parties <laughs> uh what else i love scooters you know so it's all there's all truth in there nice, um, dude. and uh so yeah i mean there's there's not much different other than the fact that i'm what is different i don't know i mean it's all pretty much blended into one honestly i I find myself blending more into the persona every day so it's kind of like you know as we've been working on this i'm kind of like i just feel like the same person i guess (laughs) (laughs) well dude i've I've been watching a lot of your uh your vids that you've been putting up recently and you know how has the quarantine situation changed your process as far as you know creating content since that's something that you're trying to do regularly um i I think it's basically we we just took it so our whole sort of thing is we're just trying to get everyone stoked we're trying to get the nation stoked 
uh, we're trying to keep people stoked and we're like, all right, well, you know, everyone's in quarantine, the Q team, um, everyone's kind of anxious right now. So our mission basically is just to keep everyone stoked. So that's sort of been the approach to, to the content at this point is just to, you know, keep the levity up and try and keep everyone, give people some form of escapism. Yeah, I recognize that painting from one of your videos. I'll do my Ikea wave, yeah. <laughs> well, I got this when I first moved up to LA. From oh, yeah. And uh, I don't remember how much it was, but it's gonna stay with me for the rest of my life, for sure. <laughs> it's sick, dude. That's from Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like the sort of thing that came in a frame that you would buy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like totally the insert of a of, of someone who was just buying the frame and you kept that and threw the frame out. Yeah, yeah. I just got a new apartment and my GF was like, she's like, "What are you gonna put on the walls?" I'm like, "What are you talking about? I have my Ikea wave. Like, that's all I need." <laughs> <laughs> that brings the vibes along with it. So, hell it's like yeah. In Collateral, that movie with Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx, when yeah. he's driving the taxi cab and he has like the picture of the beach. You know, oh, yeah. thing. That's that's my vacation. Yeah. That's a that's a spooky movie. Um yeah. I it's so eerie to see Tom Cruise with like uh salt and pepper hair. Oh yeah. He crushed it though. Oh he it's so great. good. He looked hot, dude. Yeah, he did yeah, look good. Yeah, he does look hot. It looks great. You you know what I heard is that um there's a scene in that movie where they start to get jumped, I think. Uh -huh. And Tom Cruise comes into the alley because Jamie Foxx is being hassled by these guys. And he, he pulls a gun out of his, of his holster or his pocket or whatever and shoots these guys so quickly that the clip was used as a training piece for police academies and military people. Oh, really? No way. Yeah. Wow. And I think it, it speaks to Tom Cruise's dedication to stunts and how he's known to do all of his own stunts or a lot of them. But yeah. he's also, he's all, he, you know, he takes it very seriously, all the hand-to-hand -hand combat stuff. He's like Keanu Reeves a little bit in that way. Yeah, he's a, he's a beast. We were, uh, Keanu and I were shooting an episode of Y5O and we had like, we didn't have a stunt but we were like on top of a building and so they had to like harness us in because we were like talking over it you know and so it was like we we're this close to a stunt but we had stunt guys watching over us and we were asking them about tom cruise you know and there were all these hawaiian dudes who were super buff and stuff and we were like what do you guys think of tom cruise and they're like oh he's the real deal that guy's a deal. <laughs> like everyone respects him so much uh yeah he's he's the man Dude, well, I have this theory about him, about Tom Cruise, that like when all the Scientology shit came out, he was yeah. like, I got to do my own stunts now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the only way I'm going to win America back. I got to level up. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Every Mission Impossible movie that comes out, you're sort of like, he's getting closer and closer to, the, to killing himself. Like he went it's insane the the thing i wonder is it you know are because they probably do hire stunt guys to show up and you mentioned that chad that he's well liked among among the stunt community but part of me wonders if like if every day that these guys show up to work and he's just like don't worry about it guys i got it 
are they like, well, what, what the fuck am I even doing here? You know, I could, I could see some resentment forming from that. Yeah. I've thought about that too. Actually, you know, it's sort of like he's putting the stunt guys out of work. So it is an interesting thing. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know how they feel about that, but Mm. I think from what I gathered from the guys on Hawaii Five O, he's such a, a beast with, uh, how he pulls everything off so i think the respect for him is there but yeah i, I, I wonder about those stunt guys they're like dude quit doing these stunts man <laughs> let me jump off the building uh, yeah that's um that's pretty cool that you guys were in an episode how many episodes of hawaii 50 did you do uh just one yeah Sick, though. yeah was what was that like tell us about that a little oh dude it was incredible uh the crew was amazing i mean uh they're all you know from hawaii like local hire so they're all from hawaii and they all had like the aloha vibes so it was you know they're very hard working and like it, it was a really hard working nice crew but they they also had that sort of um aloha mentality to go along with it so it was like the happiest crew i've ever seen um and they're all super tan which i really respected um and uh you know we're just eating pokey i mean it was awesome dude and i didn't get to meet scott Khan, unfortunately um which mm. i was bummed about because he was on the show but yeah yeah well he was so good in entourage people forget yeah, does that show shoot in la or in hawaii uh hawaii does it shoots in hawaii yeah it shoots in honolulu that's sick yeah 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 so that, like the crew they worked on like lost and then Hawaii Five-O and the Magnum P.I. And then, like, the Jurassic Park movies. Right. right. So they're they're well-versed in, like, this is, like, the humidity crew. I mean, they just yeah. they go where things are warm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. It was uh, amazing. How do you feel that, like, your personal, like, content machine that you've created has positively impacted your conventional acting career? Uh good i mean you know that i guess that was sort of the intention um i uh yeah i don't know it, it, it's funny uh it's funny how things sort of have developed it's sort of like we you know once we started making videos and really really diving deep into um what we enjoy doing and what we sort of find funny ourselves and uh just tapping in like because JT and I are both sort of naturally so optimistic that we just sort of tapped into that side of ourselves more so. It, it's funny how things just sort of snowballed from there. And we just sort of discovered these things along the way. And it's just created this path for us that we've sort of have built like the podcast and then like our videos and uh, everything else that's come with it. So um, awesome. Yeah, it, it, the power of the internet is, is crazy. I, I, I don't mean to bring us back to Hawaii, but I, I had another thing I wanted to share about Hawaii. Sorry. Um, it's okay. Just, you know, whatever. Don't, don't do it again. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the question I have is the hang loose symbol, right? Is it in any way when you're in Hawaii? Cause I, I know there's some friction between the locals and the tourists. Right. Is there any way that you might offend someone 
if you were to throw a hang loose sign, is there a certain way that is more like culturally appropriating of it? Might you get yourself in trouble if you threw one of those up too quickly? Dude, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think it all comes down to your vibe in Hawaii. You know, if you're if you're schmoling it up, you know. What is that? Up, no, I don't. Like, no. The schmoll is like a a dude with a good heart who kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a, or a renob, which is boner backwards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're Say, those are synonyms those two things yeah yeah schmoll is a renop uh, <laughs> that's awesome uh, so, so I, th I think in, in hawaii like it's all about respect so first off you know if you're if you're rocking sandals with socks and you know bringing out a big rental board and a big sun hat you know and you and you give them one of these i mean i would be offended for them right, uh, right, right so and then it all comes you know if, if you're if you're out there surfing and you're you know disrespectful you're stealing waves you're you're you know snaking waves especially from the locals um and then you give them a hang loose they'll fuck you up <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, i think it all comes down to respect uh, it is funny though uh, when, when we were shooting there's this one extra on set super tan guy with like a top knot you know and i figured he was a local like from hawaii he's like yeah bro you know shoots so i'm from you know let's go get some pokey or you know and then and some extras like where are you from he's like i'm from seattle <laughs> but it's funny how like some people when they go to hawaii it seems like they totally transform yeah that. i i tried i tried but I, I could not have stuck out more. I, you know, I have to wear shirts when I swim. Um, and cause my skin is so fair. And the problem with that is it makes your nipples hurt a lot. Right. Uh, you get the stinging nipples. It feels like you're constantly being stung by jellyfish. So I would sort of, yeah. sometimes I would lift it up over the nips and wear it as like a high midriff and they didn't yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> That was the first thing. The second thing was I went with, I had a roommate in college who, whose parents were extremely wealthy. I'm talking multiple billions of dollars. Yeah. And so we flew over on their private jet. And when you get off the private jet, they immediately put a lay over your head with real flowers. That's how you know how wealthy they are. And, um, we went to their like resort compound uh, that's part of this very, very elite place. Mm -hmm. And we went spearfishing um, with, but with not like, not mechanical spearfishing. It was like you had a sling and you, you kind of just slingshot it off your arm or whatever. Yeah. Now, the people who ran this operation were either locals or had been living there for many years. And they handed each of us a chart with fish species uh and one side was like fish you can shoot and the other side was fish you cannot shoot there must have been 40 different species on each side wow. and they were also hand drawn 
by like a a child. So it was hard. You know, you're looking through a snorkel mask underwater being like, can I kill that? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) My buddy shot a puffer fish and he brought it in on the spear and was like, come on guys, let's take a picture. And four of the people ran down and I'm not kidding you. One of the women started to cry. Really? Started crying because he had killed this like sacred, beloved, symbolic fish this wow <laughs> we we did not show our face on the beach for the rest of the time <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. fucking nightmare dude. it's a That's... bad time for a hang loose dude <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did he try to hang loose no no we wanted to hang ourselves it was terrible yeah that that's terrifying i mean and i assume i've never gone spearfishing but i assume you have to be pretty quick with the uh you know, once you see it in your sights, you gotta you gotta shoot it, right? It's not fun. It's not fun. You think it's gonna be fun, and then the fish are so wise to people coming over them that they don't. They scatter. They're quick. As you can imagine, the only types of fish that you can actually spear are the ones that are protected because they've never had to deal with predators because they're protected by the chart. Yeah, they um, so it was no surprise that we were we shot the one like. <laughs> let's call it handicapped fish yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we weren't supposed to shoot because it has no natural predators or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you get any fish? No. That, in fact, he was the only one who caught one. And he, <laughs> he brought it in like it was on a, like it was a, a, ba- a deflating basketball on a pump, you know? I mean, yeah. it was really sad. It was... Did, did you get any shots in? I, I fired my spear a handful of times, but after a while, you just watch it clatter off the rocks, and the, right. it's almost like the fish are laughing at you, and I, I got fed up. Not to mention, you know, the nipple thing was really starting to hurt, and right. I found that the snorkel goggles were pressing in so hard on my orbital bone that I just, I went in for hot dogs. Yeah, dude, good call. Yeah, the yeah. salt water with the chafing, it's not a good combo. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, Fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running it's really exciting really spectacular if you want to start your very own podcast anchor.fm download it now do you tan i tan often uh <laughs> as as i can dude i've been uh i got this new place i got a balcony you know specifically for tanning yeah <laughs> um, i really enjoy it. it it's been tough i mean it, it's tough times here they close the beaches you know yeah uh, so you know i've been trying to get my dose in um but uh yeah i enjoy tanning do people do people violate the beach ordinances right now uh not that i'm aware of there was one guy in manhattan beach who like um the day they closed the beaches, he went out to go surfing. He got a thousand dollar fine. Um, oh shit! And there's a video of a guy in Malibu 
who was stand up paddling, paddle boarding, and he that like the cops like the lifeguards are chasing him down. Um, so I think I think they sort of scare people off. Yeah. I have heard some of my friends though they'll surf like super early in the morning before the cops are checking. Um, <sighs> but I'm just staying away. Yeah. Uh, just staying, you know I don't want to really. It's not cool to break the law during a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if you get caught surfing, maybe you can just paddle to another county. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> keep paddling. The laws are less enforced, hopefully. Well, yeah, yeah. So like, much no, for international not. waters, you know? <laughs> like, what happened to the what happened to the sovereignty of the ocean, right? Yeah, maritime law. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm past the pier. This is yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, really quick, and I, I went stand up paddling yesterday. Really? Nice. Yeah. Um, so we're on. We're in. I'm in Maine, and we're right on the water here, which is great. And uh, it was 52 degrees, so I thought uh, good enough. And um, I went out. I was wearing uh, LL Bean boots. Nice and khaki pants and then a fleece and a hooded sweatshirt and i <laughs> it was strange to strap the ankle strap over my khakis and boots yeah. <laughs> but then I, I i had to stay along the shoreline because i was worried that if i fell in i wanted to be able to only have to swim five or ten feet yeah but i went all the way to the marina which is probably like half a mile away and there were two lobstermen who had just come in uh-huh and I was under the impression that the lobster industry had really been decimated by this because apparently 72% of seafood caught by fishermen and lobstermen is sold in restaurants. And right. with restaurants closed down, they've been decimated. But he said that things are starting to actually pick back up because he's found this like black market where he's just wow. selling fish and lobster directly to people in their cars. Oh, interesting. And so I ordered six lobster and I'm going to pick them up from him tonight. On the side of the road? I'm, I'm going to go back on my paddleboard and, and get them from him in the marina. Do you, do you know how to prepare a lobster? <laughs> like, do you boil them and everything? Oh, yeah. I'm from Maine. Yeah, it's second fiddle. Oh, nice. nice. That's not the right term, but you know what I mean. You're so actually you... going to go on the paddleboard? Yeah, I went yesterday. Holy shit. I'll bring a backpack with seaweed in it and then bring the lobsters back live. Nice, nice. Yeah. Do you, so do you drop them in the boiling water or do you kill them first? I drop them in the boiling water. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I'm a bit of a sadist. Um, I've been I've been torturing birds my whole life. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, you got to work. You got to work your way up. You start small. Yeah, I, I was in the. I stayed abroad in Spain, and my host family. Yeah, they were telling me they were like, you can either boil it or he just had this live lobster, and he was just like, show me this shit. He's like, or you can just put a knife through its head like that. And I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's all in Spanish, too. And I was like, oh. Oh, Jesus. No, but I, I heard that, you know, since, since lobsters don't have a nervous system or something, that they're not, they don't feel pain. Who knows if that's true? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think there are more humane ways to do it, but I, I, I don't care. Yeah, they seem pretty primitive. Yes. Did you guys know that lobsters used to be food that was fed to prison inmates? Really? I did hear something like that. They're so they're so plentiful, um, and they they they're bottom feeders. They crawl along the floor of the ocean, and 
upper class people would never eat them because they kind of, they eat shit at the bottom of the, the ocean. Yeah. And so the only people who would eat them, they, they would feed them to prisoners. And then now, obviously lobster, you go to a restaurant, it's the most expensive thing on the menu. Yeah. That's crazy. Ah. That's like quinoa, dude. Quinoa, they used to only feed it to chickens. Really? Yeah. And now yeah. it's like a superfood for humans, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for one-upping me, Julio. Hey, man. So. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, um, yeah, what do you got? Sorry. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, it's so interesting how it just like uh, – I don't even know what I'm going to say. Dude, so I have a question for you, man. Like, you guys seem like you pump out a lot of shit. Now, yeah. and Francis, this question is for you, too. Okay. When you guys go into your week or whatever, are you like, all right, this week we're going to put out two videos. Like, do you have a system like that in place or do you kind of just do it as the ideas come to you or what's the process? Um, it, it kind of a combination of both. Um, you know, I, I guess, you know, whenever an idea comes to us for something that we want to do, then we'll just go out and shoot it. But But we try to keep some consistency just to like keep, everyone engaged mm -hmm. so you know we try to like put something out at least at least two things a week something like that just to keep the engagement up but then you know when it comes to like going to the city council or something you know we don't we we just wait until we get in, kind of inspired to go in you know what i mean because mm -hmm. it has to be it has to be something that we really you know care about uh and that it comes from the heart as opposed to just like searching for different causes you know where it's like where our heart's not really in it you know because i think i think i think the council can tell and then i think they won't be as persuaded yeah um so yeah have they be, have they become wise to you guys i mean do they see you approach at this point and and say uh here we go uh they know who we are and, and they love it um yeah. Yeah. We go to LA City Council and the cops give us daps. Um, <laughs> it feels good, you know. It's nice to have the LAPD on your side. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's fun. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know, it's, it's pure activism. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. All right. So in, in light of that, here, here's a question. So um, first of all. <laughs> Chad, are you are you an animal person? Are you do you have like a dog or any pets? Uh, I am an animal person. I don't have any pets. I've been thinking about getting a dog. Nice. Okay, so that's great. Uh, you mentioned you're with your girlfriend. We have a little dog here. It's her family's. We've been looking after it. We're in this very small cottage, and you know, occasionally my girlfriend and me, the mood will strike. Things will happen. We'll get a little frisky. Nice. One night, the dog was was around, and it was watching. And I guess my question is, how involved would your dog have to be for you to consider it a threesome? Oh, good question. Um, <clears throat> you know, I because I know dog. I, my GF has a dog and, uh, you know, I, I think it's a combination of, you know, if it's watching and if it's like in the bed, I think it's, 
spiritually it's a threesome yeah. <laughs> um if you're into that philosophy uh <laughs> by the way <laughs> you know i i think i don't want to get into bestiality but i think i think it's a you know if it, as long as it's keeping a distance i think it's spiritually a threesome but i, I think uh you know that's all you need that's all you need yeah that's it's all it's that's the line right well there. said dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> certainly no contact of any kind yeah yeah uh sometimes they try i've you know i've been around dogs who you know they'll, they'll try to engage and you're like you know this isn't your realm right right sit you sit know. out yeah yeah just observe yeah and learn <laughs> I was I was looking forward to asking you that question um, <laughs> for a while. I wrote it down. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you uh, are you are you really missing the outside, the outdoors? You seem like a big outdoors guy. Uh, yeah. I, I uh, it is. It, yeah, that has been tough. I uh, I bought an assault bike um, to try and. Uh, it hasn't come in yet, but. The one with the fan? Yeah, I'm gonna put it on my balcony so I can, you know, work out outside. Dude, um, those things are a nightmare. I, I love them. I mean, y you can't really do more than like eight minutes on one of those. Uh, I love them. They're great. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of like a, a, a I, I like doing sprints and like extra, I'm sort of an addict in that regard. Um, so anything that sort of a masochist i guess uh so I'll, I'll get on that assault bike as much as i can julia do you know what an assault bike is yeah man we used to have to uh like if i was late to conditioning in college they would make us do these like crazy circuits on them they're miserable yeah they're punishment devices yeah. they're fucking hard man like you it's imp it's hard to do them without pushing yourself yeah you know what i mean and then like when you really start pushing yourself it's very easy to get to a point where you feel like you're going to vomit on one of those things. Yes. Yeah. But like the tension, it, it, the harder you go, the harder it gets. Right. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, it, it has been, it's been hard not to go to the beach. Um, yeah. Getting the, getting the water. Especially you know. you're so close there. Did you move to Culver City to be close to the beach? Yeah. So I, when I first moved up to LA, I, I moved to Hollywood and I was like, I've been progressively getting more and more west right. hmm. and so i'm just it's just like if you live in like venice or something it's hard to get to like you know west hollywood and all that kind of stuff so uh, culver is sort of like the prime location for you know getting to like the east side of la and also the west side hmm. absolutely yeah yeah oh. um is that the, the dog francis that's the dog yeah <laughs> he's, he's all horned up <laughs> i feel like you don't like that in. dog man I go back and forth. It's it's a daily kind of seesaw. What kind of dog is it? It's a French bulldog. Oh, nice, nice. I don't know if you've ever heard one of these things breathe, but they have yeah. not figured it out. Yeah. It is a it is a woman who cannot yet afford a rhinoplasty, but needs it desperately. Yeah. Every time I watch them breathe, I'm like, this is some cruel joke exactly <laughs> it's as if someone took their hand and then smushed your face and was like yeah. deal with it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna be cute but 
Dude, so funny. Francis, I can picture there being a moment where you look at that thing and go, that's not a dog. Yeah, oh, it's <laughs> been there. And especially since when we came up to Maine, my parents are here and they have two beautiful aqualine uh, yellow labs, right? These majestic, sleek retrievers who will go in the water and emerge dripping wet as if it's a swimsuit shoot. And... <laughs> Next to them, this stumpy potato roll deviated septum failure just looks like the Danny DeVito to Arnold Schwarzenegger's twin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're expensive too. Oh, yeah. Well, because not to get weird, uh, you have to have a C-section in order to have them. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they are uh, – I, I think it's that, and I think it's like the, the mothers can't birth them naturally for some – yeah, you're probably right, yeah. 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 Crazy. I mean, I say that like it's a bad thing. I, I, I was a C-section because my head was too big, so. I was too, dude. Yeah, seven and five-eighths. Dude, big yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> Dude, when you moved to LA, did, was there ever a part of you being like, I want to be there because the surfing is good? Or like, was that part of you? Um, no, actually, the, the surfing is better in Orange County. Um, that's, that's where you're from? Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't sure if that was part of your persona or if that was true. No, no. I mean, it's all pretty much, you know, it's right. all one and the same. Uh, yeah, love that. But, uh, yeah, it's better in Orange County, and uh, but you know, this is where sort of entertainment is. So, right. and more councils, honestly. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got to San Clemente. You have San Clemente. You have Newport. Uh, you have Laguna. But here, you know, we have Culver City, West Hollywood, Glendale, uh, Santa Monica, Hollywood, uh, L.A. So. You know, it's just that was sort of the main impetus for moving. Um, just more councils. <laughs> when you when you hear about when you hear people categorize uh, the people of Los Angeles and Orange County more specifically, and they're you know the some of the negative stigma that comes with that, whether it's real housewives of Orange County or whatever. How do you? How does that make you feel? I mean, do you agree with some of those sentiments, or do you think that that's a mischaracterization? Um, I, I think uh, I think it's a mischaracterization. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, if you go down to Orange County, you see a bunch of Jack Dads. Um, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" But you know what? That's the lifestyle, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, I fully embrace it. I drink green juice. <laughs> I do salt bikes. <laughs> so whatever kind of characteristics they have. <laughs> I don't know. You know, there's always there's always the beef. But it is funny going to New York. You know, it's like um, whenever we go to New York, it is like you do see a very distinct difference in the way people are. Um, Definitely. Which is so what's uh, your what's your thought about New York people? What do you see? I I love New York people. I, I think it, they're just very way more no nonsense. Yeah. Uh, even like the waiters, you know, you go to like a restaurant and the waiters are like they seem kind of pissed off that you. <laughs> 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 totally. Which I think is hilarious, and it, it's sort of a uh, a sort of a. I'm envious of it uh, in a way because, 
I'm sort of uh, more on the too nice side of things. Um, so yeah, it, it isn't, there's a distinct difference, but yeah, I don't, I don't mind that, you know, I love it in California and, you know, it, it, if people have, uh, you know, these ideas of it that are negative, I'm like, well, that keeps it less, you know, crowded. So mm. <laughs> that's, that's probably how Hawaiians feel too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, you make a great point. I, I, I sort of miss being spoken down to in yeah. new york city that that yeah. uh that brutal honesty and yeah i got well okay so here's a question when was the last time that you were mad last time i was mad and i'm talking seething mad seething. like throw a plate whatever let's see because i was gonna say i got pretty mad you know we were playing halo last night just bagging you know teabagging and the other guys didn't teabag us back and I got pretty upset because I'm like you know if I'm gonna bag you you gotta bag me back yeah yeah that's that's not seething that was I just sent them a stern message (laughs) (laughs) uh let me see very stern (laughs) teabagging yeah uh Seething mad, man. Let's see. Oh, yeah. When my girlfriend told me that Coachella was going to be canceled this year, (laughs) I I, I really did, you know, she's like, this coronavirus is going to be bad. I'm like, don't you say that. (laughs) Don't you bring that on me. Don't you bring that on me, Bobby, Ricky Bobby. And uh, she turned out to be right. So I apologize, but I was really upset. She's like, Coachella's gonna be canceled this year. Disneyland's closing, and I like stormed out. And All right. Out. So, Coachella is a great a great topic. Uh, yeah. For me, for some reason, that seems like it would go against your ethos. Um, and I bring that up because you talk about the the false falsity of of people or. You know, for me, it's such an image conscious, uh, Instagram driven, superficial playground for 24 year old women who love the movie Pocahontas. So when you do you go and you actually enjoy yourself and how do you how do you deal with those people? Um, You know, I haven't been since 2014. Um, But you know what, I, I, there is that side of it for sure, but the good vibes, I think, overtake all of that. Um, so, you know, it's like you can either choose to indulge in sort of the, you know, the vanity side of it or whatever and like, you know, take your photos or you can just, you know, fist pump with a bunch of, you know, good natured bros. Yeah. Really <laughs> embrace that side of it, which is like, I, I think with, with anything like that stuff, you know, this kind of goes back to our sort of thing of like staying stoked or whatever it's like it's all sort of how you look at it you know like you go to Coachella and you see like the negative side then you're gonna have that sort of bad experience but if you just see a bunch of bros headbanging having a good time then you know it'll go the other way that is very the root of that is very profound it is 
thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Like I mean, that. it all starts with bros fist pumping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a theory. Is it? Tell me if this holds any water. Am I right in suspecting that maybe the people that come to Coachella from the East Coast mm. are actually trying harder to fit in and bring more of that kind of that bad side that I just talked about as opposed to people who are, you know, already out there and just driving down into the wherever the hell it is and, and having a good time for the music's sake? Um, you know, I, I, I think it comes from from both coasts okay unfortunately yeah i i think uh yeah i think you'll get you'll get both sides i think you'll get the true music lovers the true good vibes guys and ladies and then you'll get the people who just want to you know show that they were there right it's unfortunate that that the, like the festivals once they grow more in popularity they they sort of morph into that because uh, i think I wasn't there when Coachella started, but I think it was, it was much more sort of like, uh, felt much more pure to people. Mm -hmm. right. uh, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's, you know, uh, you just get the combo from everywhere, mm -hmm. you know? Totally. Uh, yeah. Have either cool. of you guys ever been to Burning Man? I haven't. Our buddy Corey uh, has gone every year for like, you know, past 10 years. I, I I couldn't figure out what it was. I'm like I don't understand what this thing is, you know, because people always post photos, and I'm like, what the hell is going on there? <laughs> but it's, uh, it sounds cool. Have you guys been? No, uh, I'm too afraid to go. I, I think yeah. I would need to to try sort of the panoply of drugs in a more controlled environment before I went there. I would need to be yeah. familiar with the highs of so many drugs that I have never done yeah. Um, because yeah. you don't want, I feel like you don't want to be the guy there who's like, nah, I'm just smoking weed tonight. Right. You know, <laughs> that's the designated driver of burning man. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. like you, you want to go there prepared to go on a seven day quest. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, right. a true, you know, you want to come home being like, I left no stone unturned. Yeah. I never need to go back, but now I know what it's like to cross you know, I, ayahuasca with fucking whatever else. Yeah. I know it's like, like build a shack with a guy named, you know, I don't know. With gnomes. With gnomes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, are you a drinker? I am, yeah. I, I, uh, I was, you know, I raged a lot in college. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I tried to pull back on it a little bit, but you know, I will imbibe um, whenever the, the the mood strikes. Where did you go to school? Santa Clara University. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Nash, right? Steve Nash, yeah. yeah. Can uh, I have the Steve Nash flow going a bit? Oh, dude, thank you so much. You're uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going for. Uh, do, you, do, you guys, do you guys drink often? Do you drink? Kinda. Yeah, I have a I have a relationship with it that I'm kind of always trying to keep in check. Yeah, you know, it's tough. Yeah, it can go overboard sometimes. You gotta, yeah. I'm I'm pretty mellow. I I, I like to have a I can I'm a glass of wine a night kind of guy. Or a, there's this really good local beer company here called Main Beer Company. That's no. only a four minute drive away, 
and uh, I like to go. They've got a little takeout window right now. Yeah. And I just go and I talk to those guys for a while. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's very nice, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been drinking much during quarantine, though, because it's hard without, like, a big occasion. Yeah. It makes it much easier to avoid doing. Yeah. I, I, I've drank twice, uh, and we, we did, like, a Bud Light Twitch and so we were drinking a bunch of Bud Lights and just got hammered on the on the stream. And then afterwards, <laughs> you know, you're with all your, your buddies and then the, then the stream ends and you're just alone. <laughs> you're like, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's, it's not I, that come down that like being hung over in this yeah. is nightmarish. It's hard. There's, yeah. there's no world that will bring you out of it. You can't walk outside and force totally. yourself to go to the gym and yeah have a cup of coffee with a buddy and be like oh i'm so beat up yeah you yeah have to be miserable for a whole day right yeah it's uh yeah i remember the day after i just had to sort of like uh, i was so hung over that i was like watching the, I, I could only watch the news you know which didn't help <laughs> at all you know? and i was just like i just have to today is just going to be a day that i suffer yeah but i've heard that but drinking and you know all, I mean, just drug use has gone way up yeah 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 and uh just because people are bored i guess no surprise there here's here's something i've noticed the uh a lot of people like to come out these days and say that they wore blue jeans right um everyone's tweeting you know i wore blue jeans yesterday and it made me feel productive and uh all that i i feel like Telling people you wore blue jeans yesterday is the new urge to recycle. Um, it's the new like pat yourself on the back thing, yeah. Yeah. virtue signal. Um, and uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm not all for it. And I'm not saying that you know it's good to wear sweatpants every day either. I just don't think you need to tell people you wore blue jeans. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I, I was. And plus blue jeans, I mean, that sounds like you're sort of, you know, you're going to like work on your truck. It doesn't sound like you're going to work. You know, if you, if you want to, you should be wearing like slacks. Like if, you, if someone said I wore slacks today, yeah. then I'd be like, okay, respect. But I mean, blue jeans. Yeah. Also, yeah. also saying blue jeans is like the narking, like you're, <laughs> I wore blue yeah. jeans. It's like, hello, right. fellow children. Let me have a hit of that marijuana. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard somebody say blue jeans in a very long time. Yeah. So, yeah. It sounds like an eighties kind of thing. Right. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, wearing, I'm wearing pants right now. Productive. Hell yeah, well, those dude. Look, but those look pretty comfy. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, you know, my stretch slim. Uh, <laughs> khakis, yeah. Nice. Fire, dude. Well, uh, Chad, it, it has been an absolute pleasure. I, I, you know, I don't think we have too much else to add. Um, you've, been, you've been a blessing to us. In yeah, the, man. Uh, Thank you guys for having me on. This is great. So it, fun, Absolutely. Man. We can find you on Instagram at Chad Goes Deep. Um, his podcast is uh, Going Deep with Chad and JT um check out their youtube videos so many of which are unbelievable especially the uh town council grievances that you guys bring forth so um, funny anything else that you want us to to, to have people get get knowledge of uh, no I, th I think you covered it chagos deep 
and uh yeah thank you guys cool for dude you're also the uh, the fast and the furious vids that you guys are still doing are fucking oh, amazing dude. Dude. oh yeah uh, thank you dude that i'm having that's that's been sort of a lifelong dream of mine is just do a shot for shot remake of fast and the furious <laughs> It's so funny, we're, dude. We're, we're literally doing like every scene in quarantine. <laughs> we're, we're working on the uh, uh, why'd you bring the buster here scene. <laughs> Everybody striders. That's fire, dude. Uh, dude yeah. I, I love the uh, yeah, you're, 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 you're pretending like you're racing, but the cars just aren't moving at all. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's no sound effects. There's no, there's no attempt other than facial expressions yeah. to make yeah. it seem like you're moving. <laughs> Dude, it, yeah, it, but I was like, once I added that song by Saliva in there, you yeah. know, if you, if you don't look at the windows, you, you feel like, <laughs> you feel like there's a, you know, some velocity. Some velocity awesome. going on, yeah. Hell yeah. Some well, for velocity. now, that's uh, Oops the Podcast. Send your uh, submissions into at oopsthepodcast at gmail.com or that's our Instagram, rather. DM them as well. He's Chad from Chad Goes Deep. Uh, I'm Francis Ellis. That's Julio Galarati. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers.